John Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, and welcome to another issue of Million <laughs> Dollar Agent Podcast. Well, well, the issue three days before Eric. Is it three or four days before Eric? Eric's this weekend. Uh, two, uh, two, 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 uh, three, three days. Three days. Three days, three days before Sunday. Eric. Sure. Yeah. So it looks like we'll have four and a half thousand. So we hope a big chunk of those are our listeners or our readers, Tommy, if you like. I think. Um, is I that think going to stick? Is issue going to stick? Um, we have to start calling them issues on iTunes. Well, until he says something stupid, so for at least another week. <laughs> I mean, I've, I was always creative about the, the podcast. At, at, you know, the early stages, I had ideas that it'd be a magazine-style thing. <laughs> and um, at the end oh, of the day, the strategy ended up being no strategy. That's a good save. Yeah. He's blamed us, Troy, for right. his faux pas. Automatically. Well, we'll let you get away with that. That was clever enough to let you get away with. But seriously, we hope people will be there. I've just come from a meeting with Peter Fuder, who... I love very dearly, and I think is one of the genuinely smartest people on the planet. So he's speaking, Troy, what day? Uh, he's day one. Peter speaking is on Sunday, day one. And then Peter Sheehan is, is day two, who's also a genius. Yeah. Um, so Pete Fooder was talking about his speech and got me very excited, to be quite honest. I think... Uh, uh, it's not too late. If you haven't booked your ticket, yeah. book now, get on a flight, be spontaneous, come and listen to 32 of the best people and then leave Eric like you've never been before. Well, uh, go on, Troy. No, I was going to say, both Peter Sheen and Peter Fuda are two of the yeah. keynote speakers that I'm definitely not going to miss because they offer so much value from outside the industry that every single person that's sitting there yeah. that wants to do better in real estate will be able to take the lessons and learnings straight back to their business. And these guys have achieved phenomenal success, right, Jay? They have achieved things that... Unbelievable. Yeah, just remarkable people, remarkable things. And the other thing is that I like... Well, let me just tell you, yeah. what, what does that mean? Because a lot of people here, you know, phenomenal success is a bit like real estate, the word unique, everyone uses it a bit too often. But Pete Fooder would be in the top handful of consultants now globally, just based on his client list and the fees that generate. So if you want to hear someone talk about how they sell fees that you've never even dreamt of, and I won't spoil it for, for Sunday, but you know this guy's got to go there, Tom, and, and sit down off someone across the table, and, and his fee is more than most people could even, even ever conceive. So he talks about how he does that. Uh, that's one. And Pete Sheen is one of the hottest speakers, and most people don't even know in the States, they don't even know he's an Aussie. He's mm. been there for a long time. <laughs> And he's this young Aussie guy that left here with no reputation and built an incredible reputation there. And he's now like on every hot list of, you know, he's kind of like at the Obama level. Everyone wants to hear Pete, have Pete Sheen keynote their conference. So he'll be outstanding too. And of course, we have got, you know, arguably now the best real estate coach on the planet, Tom Ferry, who's going mm. to be there making sure that he's pulling it all together with real estate specific content. Yeah. Plus... We've two days. Got, we two, get days. two doses of ferry. Um, and I have got to say, people were booking tickets uh, even Monday and Tuesday this week, so I'm pretty certain that you'll be able to get uh, both a ticket and an airline ticket to be there. Let's move on. Um, we've got a couple of questions. We've had a lot of questions coming in um, from listeners, and I want to move on to um, a question, and this comes from actually uh, a McGrath agent. Actually, I think that he would even be happy 
to be t- uh, uh, mentioned who he is. Aaron Paul, great agent. We love Aaron. I mean, isn't it interesting how you've got a, a guy that's, you know, big, uh, he'd be a seven-figure GCI rider, yep. um, was one of our speakers at MDA Boot Camp, did an mm-hmm. exceptional presentation. Yeah. He's one of the biggest contributors to information in the real estate gym. I saw his pre-listing kit is just second to none, what he produces. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable what he sends out. Mm-hmm. Now, Aaron Paul has written a question which I think uh, maybe three or four people have asked a similar isn't sort of question. Isn't it nice that people at that level are still writing in questions. Yeah. At some point, a lot of people that achieve momentum, sorry to interrupt, Tom, but, you know, they kind of go on a cruise control, which is one of the great problems because you can't be on cruise control. You're growing or you're dying, I think. Um, but Aaron Paul, here he is sending in a text, and I'm sure he's listening because I know he's an avid listener of our podcast. And I'll guarantee you, I don't know it for a fact, I'll guarantee you he's in you know, front row at ARIC as well because that's the sort of guy he is. Yeah. So what did he say? What's his question? Uh, Tom, getting buyers to commit. Have to really get back to selling in a changing market. Love to get your ideas on how to be a trusted advisor, influencer to buyers in this market where there is uh, less urgency in certain areas. Um, We're Taney, hearing this yeah. a lot, aren't we? Oh, well, Tony Jane. I had a session with Tony just before. He said to me, Tom, I did 16 opens on Saturday and I had three groups come through the total 16. Now, three weeks ago, he said I had 16 opens and I had 47 groups. Yeah. So let's have a chat about what do you do to, what's good buy management work? A return to salesmanship, which John, you know as well as I do, and Troy would know as well, that uh, for many, many years, it was quite normal to take buyers in a car, take them to a property, sell them the suburb, sell them the street, and actually um, talk to them about the benefits of buying a home. That doesn't happen a lot uh, in open house times. And it should. Uh, you know, I think open houses are a wonderful tool, but overused in t- to the detriment of, of private treaty appointments or private inspections. Uh, and it's a really good point, Tom, and it's when you, you and I kind of went through it. And a lot of good people still do it today, by the way, but not enough. Um, so really selling the suburb, like the days of order taking are gone, thank God. So you now have to really be thorough professional, detailed, and I think, you're right, Tom, putting someone in a car, picking them up from their home or place of work, putting them in a car, spending that extra time. And I used to find the 15 minutes travelling to the op- to the property and the 15 minutes travelling back or maybe a half-hour coffee after was the greatest time to close deals and build rapport. Because you're right, nowadays, most agents, because they're kind of lazy, I'll meet you at the property, yeah, what do you think? Okay, see ya. And, and they're off. We used to pick them up, I used to pick people up Sometimes at their home, which case I'd often get invited in on when I drop them back. Well, you may as well come and look at my place because if we buy that one, we've got to sell. Or I'd say, you know, we used to go down to Zigolini's at Wallara and say, have you got a bit of time for coffee? Because we we've seen three today. You look to be interested in a couple. Yeah. Why don't we talk them through? Yeah. So I think creating pockets of time and moments where you can build rapport uh, and, and also display credibility. Because if someone knows they're dealing with a professional, they're less likely to argue. If they feel they're dealing with someone who's uneducated, uninformed, or a snake oil salesman, they're not going to listen to anything you say. In fact, they'll go the opposite direction, Troy. So I think um, really review, and this is what we talk about constantly reinventing yourself. Review, okay, order taking. I'm never saying it was a good thing to do, but it was that period's gone for most. What do you do now? So how many private appointments are you doing, and are you picking people up and dropping them off? I think that's really critical. The second thing, Tom, is just building credibility. You know, if you're dealing with, you know, Pete Fooder, if we went to Pete Fooder and said, Pete, what would you do in this situation strategically? 
because he's got such an unlimited bank deposit full of credibility and he's an absolute expert, you wouldn't even argue, consider, second glance at what he said. Mm. Whatever he says, you'll do. Yeah, yeah. So Pete Furter has built up credibility for us because he's everything he has said has, has been thoughtful and thorough and attention to detail. There's no hype. He under, underplays things, doesn't overplay them. So I think as an agent, you've got to play the long game, Troy, and, and build that credibility with your buyer base. Yeah. Um, because I would hope that when someone says I'm looking buying a property from John McGrath, if they were dealing, if speaking to someone Tom that I that I knew and I'd dealt with, they'd say, "Well, look, whatever he says, it'll be real. Just do what he says. If you want to really buy the home, do what he says." That's the kind of credibility you want. Whereas a lot of agents, because they underquote and they play games and riddles, oh, we don't know what it's going to sell for. We want you to tell us what it's worth, and then they tell you high eights and it's really high nines and blah blah blah. Um, so they don't have that credibility factor. So I'm saying build credibility and you will be amazed how many moments of truth you have to build that. Interesting, I went on to uh, Bresic website today. I, I think I, there was a thing came through or one of their newsletters or something, there was a property that I looked at I thought oh, I was quite interested in that. So I went on to the property mm. and I clicked on Pest and Building Report. I was just yeah. interested to see what it says. Within moments... I assume it was auto-generated, but within moments got an email from Andrew at Bresic yeah. saying, notice you downloaded some content. If I can give you any more information, let me know. Because, and again, I know it's artificial intelligence or whatever, but it's an organised system. Yep. And, then I, and then I rang him and he answered his phone. So he was accessible and he knew about it. So the automated system tipped him off and said, John McGrath's just downloaded something. I've sent him an email. So... That builds credibility. So even your systems and your service offering build credibility. Yeah. So what are you doing in your marketplace to make people feel that they can trust you? So I think that's a really strong start. Yeah, what is it about cars? Like whenever you're driving in the car and you're sitting next to someone, you have such better conversations. Yeah. And I think too often, still in this market, we have half hour open for inspections or 45 minutes or an hour open for inspections buyers come through and it doesn't tick the box for them. We don't ask good enough questions to find out what they really love about the property or what they're looking for. And we automatically think that we need to move on and find the next buyer because it's a volume-based industry. So what are we doing to really be that unique person? And I think, John, you're getting to a lot of authenticity there. Now, whether Andrew got it automatically... Well, he would image. have, but I, I knew but that. But still, he, he answered the phone and said, hey, John, how are you? He knew he was ex- kind of expecting the call. No, actually, even better than that. He rang me. Right. He rang me wow. and I looked at my phone because I was kind of doing multitasking, doing several things. I looked at my phone, I saw a missed call and I rang him back. So it was even better. Yeah. So he rang me to say I noticed, blah, blah, blah. Julie Masters. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. coming to ARIC. Yeah. Not to speak, but I think she's there with REA actually. Yeah. She's with our sponsors. I was watching a video and I think she's really good. If, if our listeners haven't looked at what she does, they should. Her videos are really good. I kind of exposed myself to them this week when... Now, one of the things, she was giving an anecdote. She was saying when she was looking for a property, it was a real story. She's saying, I'd go and everyone would say name, number, mobile, email. And she kind of resisted because she doesn't, no one wants to really give out all their personal information. But she did because people said you can't come in if you can't. So she gave it to them. And, you know, as you would expect, 80% of people never got back to her. 20% got Mm. back with some very superficial kind of layout. And she said, imagine if someone had kind of asked me four or five key questions at the open. Do you have a family? Is it growing? Are you downsizing, upsizing? What what uh, year are your kids at school? Blah, blah, blah. And then on Monday, sent her an email and it said, 
Dear Julie, thanks for visiting the property. I hope it's of interest. Here's some more information on it. By the way, you mentioned your kids will be going and moving into high schools. Here's a list of the best high schools, um, you know, and day or daycare centres that are in the area that we'd recommend. We think they provide great service for families. And, and gave her something about that property slash area that is relevant to her. And she said, that would be the agent I would want to use for life. Yeah. And I think that's such a, you know, the ability nowadays to sort of suck in data and information and treat people as an individual, mm. large numbers of people, mm-hmm. but what do most people do? Spray and pray. Yeah. Here's an email, here's my monthly newsletter that's going out to 10,000 customers. Well, that's better than not. But what about if you could send something relevant to Tom and Sula Panos that looked yep. at a property, we know what age the kids are, we know where they are in their life cycle, we know they're buying to upgrade or to downsize, here is some stuff that's really relevant mm. to them. Mm. And I think that's really brilliant. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, you know, from a point of view, getting back to Aaron's original question, build credibility, um, give people better service, old-fashioned selling, it's like face-to-face, um, you know, really spend as much time with them, offer to say, would you like to meet me at my office? Can we go for a coffee afterwards? Let's chat about it. Because then you, you get the ability for people to give you their objections and concerns and you can either move on because you can't, clo- you, mm. you can't resolve it or resolve it. Mm. If we were able to fix that, you know, I know you need six months, if the vendor were to contemplate that, would, would you be prepared to move forward on that basis and, and have those conversations? And the last thing, Tommy, which we say a lot on the podcast because it's a belief of mine is care but not that much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the commission breath sends people away. They think, what's wrong? You're a bit too keen to sell this, a bit too desperate. So it feels like you've already banked the commission. First, someone's saying, Troy, if this is not for you, there's no problem at all. I'll keep looking for you until I find the right one. Having said that, if this is for you, let's put pen to paper and let's claim it because it's a great property and it's going to sell soon. Yep. So it's up to you. No rush. Why don't you go home and think about it? Don't give me an answer now. Go and think about it and wake up. If it feels right in the morning, I'll come around and get the paperwork done. How about mm. that? And people kind of say, wow, it's kind of like unselling. Mm. And then people are attracted to that. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're telling Aaron, he's a genius. He'll be, he closes more deals than half of Australia. But uh, I, that would be my advice around, um, around that. Yeah, I think um, I heard an, an interesting term called the pouncer, which... On the, you know, you you hear, you hear was about. Is that in your email today? That, that was five, in, five, and I did five, it in the Sunday night round. The five kinds of people. Really, it was. Great. I love that. The, the so we'll touch on that. The, the pouncer is the person that finds out at an open house that someone owns a property and thinking of selling, and they just drop everything and pounce on these people. People hate that. People hate when they think to themselves, "Hey, this is all they care about." The other one that's interesting. Well, this is not buying a pair of jeans, right? This Correct. is like buying a million dollar house. Yeah. The other one that's interesting is what I call the, and I saw that at an open house on Saturday, the interrogator. They hear ask questions, but I think sometimes you can actually ask questions as if you're a detective and people actually feel to themselves, hey, like you're actually overstepping the mark. I mean, this, mm. you know, I understand that you need to know my situation, but I don't want to feel like I'm actually um, uh, allowing you into my personal space. I think that you know what's definitely what's coming out of this marketplace, uh, gentlemen, is that real estate agents are beginning to understand that there's actually more than one stakeholder which is getting a listing in a transaction, and that is, I think, what this marketplace is teaching us again that. Um, yes, you need a listing to sell a property, you need a buyer to sell a property, and maybe if you uh, had a more personalised approach, 
understand that the only way you're going to truly get where people are at is to actually spend time with them and maybe face-to-face inspections in your car, sitting down, having a coffee with them. Uh, It's maybe next-level stuff and just relying on people coming through an open home, hoping that buyers identify themselves during the week and pick up a contract and buy it is a strategy that no longer works in this market. It's hyper-local knowledge. It's it's hyper-personal service, as Julie was saying. Make it relevant to me. Yeah. Don't give me the same old real estate spiel because that's what everyone else is giving me. Yeah. Think about my situation. Give me some bespoke recommendations and I'll work with you. And if I don't buy from you, I'll tell you what, I'll damn well sell from with you in five years' time. What's number two, Tommy? Have we got- number two is, yeah, we'll do one more. And this uh, comes up, I mean, I would get emails every week on this and it's people, we have a lot of listeners who want to get into real estate who aren't in real estate. And the question is, if you weren't in real estate and you were 20 years of age right now, what would you both do to try and get a start? Because when you don't have experience and you're trying to get your first opportunity, um, what are the uh, advice you'd give to people? You know, it's funny. I, I speak to a lot of people's kids, you know, a lot of our clients' kids and so forth. I, I think the, the answer is you can get a job anywhere and anything if, if you are seriously committed and by the way, bracket, I see very few people are seriously committed, bracket. The number of people that, and you guys would be the same, send you an email. Oh, I'd love to be considered, and then you send them a response back. I haven't got anything at the moment, but keep in touch. Something might come up, and you never hear from them again. Yeah. So to me, they were kind of interested in some low-hanging fruit. If there's a job going and it's great, otherwise, they're not following through. The people that actually follow through. So first thing is get clear about who you'd like to work for. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important, and why you would like to work for them. Um, and I think I got two lovely emails, Tom, uh, Troy, during the week. Um, one was from Jared from uh, Edelong. Yep. Uh, joined us, young guy. I haven't met him yet. And another one from Sam at Croydon, mm-hmm. young guy. And I heard great things about both of them, and, and hopefully they're listening. I'm sure they would be. I Great things about both of them from their sales managers, and I sent them an email just saying, it's wonderful to hear great stuff. And they both said back almost the same thing, which was, dreamed of working for your company, love the values, you know, want to be here forever sort of stuff. So that was great. They decided where they wanted to work and they kind of made a beeline. And I didn't actually drill into what they did next, but I'm assuming they then went and knocked on the door, wrote a letter, an email, and persisted until. So I think that's, firstly, decide who. Secondly is, and and I'm I'm plagiarising this, I I think it might have come from Seth Godin, he talked about free work is very underrated. Mm. And he said the number of people that if you just went to someone that you wanted to work for and said, I'll work for free until I prove my worth, mm-hmm. that you would almost invariably get a job, even if it's mm. part-time, and someone would say, well, you know, how can I lose? You're going to work for free. Um, no commitments. No, no, no commitments. And then that sort of person is almost guaranteed to impress you because if they're going to do that, they're going to be a great worker. Yep. And within a few months, you get a job. So real estate is one of those industries that a lot of weekend work, people require an assistant on the weekend. Mm-hmm. You, I would approach a company and a few agents in the company that you love and say, or auctioneers, Troy, yep. you know, right someone did, could right ride did. side saddle with you. Most of, our, most of our successful agents and auctioneers within our business have worked for free at some point in time, whether that be just driving around, watching, filming, observing, asking questions. There's no rush, right? As a 20-year-old, too many people come into the industry and they want to be a superstar in 12 months. I would align myself with the very best agent that was aligned to my values, 
and sit with them and work with them and learn from them as much as I could. Because there comes a, t- uh, there comes a point in time where you don't have to know everything to be a success, but taking that extra time and learning the final bits of every scenario mm. will make you a success forever. Yeah. And be smart about your approach too, Troy. Like with things like LinkedIn nowadays, you can go on there and find out who you're connected to. Yeah. And you might say, hey, Troy, I'd really love to work for Scott Kennedy Green. I know that you guys work together. I'm going to email him, but would you mind putting in a good word? Because, you know, you and I have had a relationship for years. And so I think, you know, be smart. So identify who you want to work with. Offer to work for free. I assume that's legal, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, if you can find some commonality, connections, yep. great. Um, prepare yourself. It's funny, there's a few questions I ask people often when they come into work, and, and they are always surprised, and I'm, I'm always surprised that they're surprised. So often I'll say to people, Troy, just talk me through what are your weaknesses? And so many people, they, they give me this nervous laughter as though, am I serious or not? They say, oh, well, I've never thought about that. Yeah. I, could tell, I don't want to hire someone that doesn't think about their weaknesses. I want someone to say, you know, I'm really, you know, lacking in this area, but I'm working on it. I'm reading a book about this and, you know, my time management's terrible, so I'm doing a course next week because I've got to get organised because I know if, I know if I'm going to do something meaningful, I need to be organised and, and run my time better. I'm saying, bingo, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Not, oh, I don't think I have any or, or I've never thought about that. Yeah. So I, I think be prepared to turn up, let's call it, not call it an interview, but a conversation, um, Prepared, having thought about yourself, where do you want to go? Uh, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Just as important. Because a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm good at this, I'm good at this, I'm good at this. Oh, I don't know what I'm not so good at. So I think they would be, for a young person getting into the industry, or, yeah, it could be some of our listeners have got kids mm. that want to get in. A lot of people don't want their kids to work for them initially, which I think is quite a healthy yeah. attitude. They want them to go out there and so sort of cut their teeth without getting any favours. Uh, and then often come and work for the family company. So. Or email me. I'm happy to have people come and sit with me for a week. I'd love to have people come and sit with oh, me. Well, there you go. Troy's there's... going to have 10,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> if there's 10,000 people that are willing to come and, and learn and experience stuff, and, and nice. I've been in the business for 17 years awesome. with McGrath. Nice offer. Email well through. You've been 17 years. 17 now, years. It's a long wow. time, Tommy. That's 17 years. The best is yet to come, Tommy. That's Don't worry. The best is yet to come. I'm He's gonna... just getting warmed up. I'm I gonna, am actually. <laughs> I've got to tell you about, I, I interviewed a guy for a, a News Corp role not long ago and I asked about 10 questions and pretty much every response he gave me is, that's a really good question. And when I finished, the, it was like eight out of the 10. That's a really good question. That's a stalling <laughs> response, though. You know that. <laughs> and then I walked out and I think Judas said, how did it go? I said, I don't know. But well, I asked a really good question. <laughs> Interesting, I'm just looking here, just scanning my... Uh, my iPad as I was looking at notes of things. I got an email earlier from a guy called Tom Penfold that I don't know, but Tom is a buyer's agent. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, he sent this little email. It must have gone to a number of our staff. Well, maybe it didn't, but I got it. And it said, you know, I've got eight, eight hot buyers at the moment. One's looking for this, one's looking for that, one's looking for this. So I just saw it and I read it. And I'm not actively in sales at the moment. So I, I sent it to the offices because they're in the east and the inner west, all these buyers. So I sent it around to our four officers and, and he just sent me a nice email back saying just a quick note. So someone must have told him or rung him and said, I got someone, I got an email from John McGrath. So I guess the point there, and it's kind of associated with the answer to the last question, is be proactive. Yeah. Tom didn't have to send that email. Mm. He didn't have to send it to me. But he did and then I somehow sent it on to others and there, now there might be some deals happen. His customers, we get some sales, he gets some sales. 
So back to that point, be proactive. Mm. Send emails to people you like. You might say, I know there's no job going at the moment from what I can see on your careers board, but I'd love to stay in touch with you. I attend your auctions each week. Um, you know, uh, I listen to MDA. Uh, here is my strengths. Here are the areas I'm working on within myself. Here's my career path as I see it next 10 years. If I read an email like that, I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm going to find a space mm. to meet that person, to refer them on to one of my managers or our HR team. So it's, it's what are you doing and it's how are you doing it? Because I also, by the way, receive emails that I delete. And yep. no disrespect to the person, but you can tell it's some kind of blanket email I've sent to 100 people. There's no passion. There's no emotion. There's mm. no customization. And I'm thinking, seriously, if this is your best attempt to kind of get into work with us... You're not exciting me. No. Mm. So anyway, hopefully not rude. All righty. I want to thank our sponsor, realestate.com. They're going to be all over ARIC. Um, so uh, visit them and visit all the exhibitors at ARIC. Steve, Steve Carroll speaking? No, Steve not. Carroll is, is part of a presentation That's with right. uh, Sarah. Sarah from, Sarah uh, from Place. Yep. Yeah, so, that would be great. Sarah's brilliant. So we're going to have that. Um, um, uh, guys, I look forward to seeing you there. I'll be, by the way, I'll be uh, at News Corp are going to be there, of course. Uh, as You've a, got a booth? I've got a booth, so yep. come and see me, guys. Uh, real estate gym members, come and get your success journal at my at the Tom Panos booth. I'll also be at News Corp stand. Troy's going to be around the place. I'll be around. John will be around the yep. place. It's going to be a very busy and time. And we have the auctioneers competition this year, which is so cool. Auctioneers competition. So this is the best of the best. Yep. The four contestants, two New Zealand, two we, Australian. We can say who the four contestants are, can't yep. we? Yeah, yep. it's in the program. So, so who are they? So we've got... Scotty uh, Kennedy Green. Scott yeah. Kennedy Green, Justin Nickerson... Andrew North, and Andrew North is also presenting um, during the course of the event, and Daniel Coulson. And between them, they've won two, three, four, five, six... Six Australasian titles. Australasian. So we wanted to get what we felt today anyway, um, were the best four auctioneers in Australasia and put them up against each other head-to-head. So they're going to be in the Trade Expo. So you can go and see Tom, go and see REA, go and see News, and then pop down and watch each break. So morning, two morning teas and two lunches. There's going to be a 15-minute real auction. Yep. And you'll be able to observe, and there's, we're going to have expert professional judges. Yes. And then at the end of day two, after Amanda Lindhout, who's going to be fantastic, the last speaker, we're going to announce the, uh, the winner. Yeah. So that'll be good. So come along. Come and see Tom, myself, and Troisy, and uh, we'll see you on see Sunday. See you then. See you then. Sunday. Bye. 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 Bye.